Hello, my name is Bide Meolomide and you are listening to episode 141 of the Beat Picture Podcast. On this episode, I will be discussing the imminent end of an era of carefree spending at Netflix, the declining growth of its subscriber base, and a crackdown on password sharing by Netflix freeloaders, which, let's face it, we all know who they are. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. Okay, so for Netflix, an era of carefree spending seems to be over. Because over the past several years, the streaming giant ran up a massive bill as it expanded globally and produced a mountain of programming, basically prioritizing growth over cost efficiency. So as a result of this, according to senior executives, the company is now imposing more financial discipline. So this shift comes as competition from various streaming rivals begins to take a toll and a new reality that is evident in first quarter results that were announced on Tuesday, April 19. So Netflix lost subscribers for the first time in over 10 years and revenue grew at its slowest pace in years. Netflix shares plunged 35%, which is the stock's second worst one-day decline ever. Um, it erased $54 billion in market value. So after producing over 500 original programs in 2021, Netflix is looking to add fewer titles with a greater emphasis on quality, according to people that are familiar with the company's strategy. In addition, it is revamping production deals to limit risk and prioritizing programs with the most significant return instead of the programs that have the greatest reach. So going forward, a key internal metric would be the ratio of a program's viewership to its actual budget. Netflix executives said the company expects to continue to grow spending on content to more than $20 billion in 2022 while scrutinizing it more closely. So as it's looking to cut costs, Netflix is also exploring new ways to boost revenue. In January, the company raised prices in the US and Canada. And on the earnings call on April 19, Netflix chairman and co-CEO Reed Hastings said the company is exploring adding a lower-priced ad-supported version of the service to entice cost-conscious viewers. In addition, after blaming password sharing for limiting its growth, Netflix says it's looking to monetize the practice. So more on that later on in the episode. So this newfound focus on content cost is causing tensions with Hollywood's producers and showrunners who have benefited from Netflix's um, carefree spending. The company's tendency to give shows a quick hook basically cuts the shows off when it believes they are not delivering a return is another sore spot for producers and creators. Some producers say that Netflix needs to be more aware of its competitive environment and then factor in the kinds of shows that its rivals are launching when deciding to release its own shows. Netflix still leads the pack in streaming video with more than 220 million subscribers. But its recent turbulence has rattled Wall Street, causing investors to question how big the pot of gold is in the streaming wars. For example, shares in Paramount Global, which operates the Paramount Plus streaming service, fell 7% on April 20, 
while shares in Disney Plus fell 5% and shares in Warner Brothers Discovery's um, HBO Max fell 5%. So Disney Plus, which is Netflix's um, closest rival with 120 million, one, sorry, 130 million subscribers globally, is starting to feel some pressure as well. Disney Plus um, launched a low-cost ad-supported tier to boost subscribers. And in addition, it's broadening beyond the Star Wars and Marvel programming that has anchored Disney Plus, hoping to reach new audiences and be better positioned to achieve its target of between 230 million and 260 million subscribers by the fall of 2024. So starting this fall, 2022, the ABC show, which is titled Dancing with the Stars, which appeals primarily to an older audience, will move exclusively to Disney+. Plus. So all the major streaming players are learning that adding new subscribers is getting much harder, especially in the mature US market. And because of this, every service is under pressure to create a steady flow of new shows and movies to attract subscribers and then retain the existing subscribers. The hope is that occasionally they will score a big hit, such as Netflix did with the Squid Game, um, Tiger King, and Queen's Gambit. Industry analysts who have raised concerns about the prospects for major players in streaming said consolidation that reduces the number of competitors might relieve some pressure. Still, for the time being, it's a capital-intensive business. Some producers and writers are frustrated by inconsistent guidance from streaming services who are always looking for a new formula to attract more subscribers. So when Netflix first introduced original programming to its platform back in 2012, its pitch to creators was that there would be little interference from its leadership and no worries at all about ratings. In recent years, the company has spent hundreds of millions of dollars signing superstar producers, including Shonda Rhimes and Ryan Murphy, basically setting off a talent arms race among Hollywood studios. Now, Netflix has a never-ending conveyor belt of new content. Shows have several weeks to find their audience or they are cancelled, meaning they are no longer promoted on the homepage of Netflix and they become harder for viewers to find. Netflix executives say that the company's cancellation rate is on par with rival streamers and broadcast and cable networks. Producers say that the short window for shows to prove themselves is unrealistic. A recent show that fell victim to a quick hook was Cowboy Bebop, a bounty hunter drama based on a popular Japanese animated series. Netflix spent heavily on the show betting that it would appeal to the same audience that loved the hit show Squid Game. The streaming giant was so confident that it ordered a second season before the first one had even made its debut. But just five weeks after Cowboy Bebop um, premiered on November 19, Netflix pulled the plug. It simply was not gaining traction fast enough. According to a person close to the show, the cancellation left the producers dumbfounded. Sometimes even coming out of the gate strong is not enough. The sci-fi drama Archive 81 landed on Netflix's ranking of top 10 shows in the US soon after its January debut, even reaching number one briefly. Two months later, however, it was cancelled. 
Shows that Netflix spent heavily on and are not resonating will be cancelled quickly. That was the case with um, last year's sci-fi drama, Jupiter's Legacy, and the spy series, Hit and Run, each cancelled about a month after their debut. So the holy grail for Netflix is finding inexpensive shows like Squid Game that go on to become hits. Virgin River, at roughly $3 million per episode, is a relatively low-budget soap opera with no big stars, but has been a massive success for Netflix. So that means it is more efficient than pop culture hit Bridgerton, which cost more than three times as much, according to people familiar with Netflix's efficiency measurements. So under the radar, relatively low-cost hits are necessary to balance out the cost for big-ticket programming, such as the special effects field show Stranger Things, whose new season has a per-episode cost of $30 million, according to people close to the show. Company executives said Netflix also places a high value on shows that appeal to less frequent users of the service, who are the most in danger of cancelling their subscription compared with heavy users. Netflix looks to lower its cost when licensing shows it doesn't own from outside studios and production companies. One studio executive with multiple shows at Netflix said, in some cases, Netflix is looking to reduce budgets on new shows by as much as 25%. In addition, Netflix is seeking to change its formula to license content. Typically, Netflix pays a premium to outside suppliers above the cost of production in return for having long-term rights to a show or movie. That premium has usually been a percentage of a show's budget ranging between 20% and 35%. But now, Netflix is seeking to shift to a flat fee model for those premiums so they don't rise if a show's production budget increases. Netflix is also reevaluating the big production contract it has made to star producers to make shows exclusively for their service as the streamer's results with such deals have been mixed, according to talent agents. So certain genres of programming are falling out of favor at Netflix. For example, executives said the company has moved away from talk shows and musicals after failing to perform. On the other hand, the company is investing in more documentaries and unscripted shows, which are cost-efficient and tend to perform well. In Hollywood, Netflix has been known for giving creators a long leash. However, company executives said the company now expects to be more hands-on in developing shows and movies, weighing in on scripts and plot points. Producers say Netflix is also lowering costs by reducing the number of episodes it orders for shows for their second and third seasons. For example, the second season of the dark comedy, Russian Doll, has one less episode. In addition, according to people close to the show, the coming season of Firefly Lane, a drama about two lifelong friends, is likely to have two fewer than its first season. Another area where Netflix is tinkering is scheduling. The streamer recently hired Andy Kubitz, a former ABC and CBS programming executive, to the newly created position of Director of Programming and Launch Analytics. Netflix does not plan on making any dramatic changes to its custom of releasing a season's worth of episodes at once. Instead, other streamers have opted for a more traditional approach of spreading out the release of episodes so that they can build buzz, 
which is a strategy some producers wish Netflix would embrace. So after the break, I would talk about how Netflix is organizing a crackdown on password sharing. Stay with us. Welcome back. So after years of turning a blind eye to password sharing, Netflix is making moves to charge users who share their accounts with people outside of their households. A few weeks after Netflix raised the price of its monthly subscriptions in the US, the company said it's testing a new feature that would charge customers an extra fee for the ability to share accounts. Netflix said the new option would be tested in Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru over the next few weeks before introducing changes in other countries. Existing subscribers will be able to add sub-accounts for up to two people that they don't live with at an additional cost. In Costa Rica, the feature will cost $2.99 a month, with users in Chile and Peru being charged the local equivalent. Netflix stock has lost nearly half its value from an all-time high in mid-November 2021. Analysts have attributed much of that decline to Netflix's slowing subscriber growth. The company registered 24% average paid subscriber growth annually from 2016 to 2020, but managed only 9% growth in 2021. Netflix is also facing increased competition among streaming platforms and rising programming costs. Thanks to a crowded field, the company spends more on content to attract and keep subscribers as viewers have more content to choose from. In January, the company raised the price for its monthly plans, which is the first such increase from the streaming platform since 2020. The monthly cost for its basic plan for US customers rose by $1 to $9.99, while its standard plan increased to $15.49 from $13.99, and the premium plan increased from $17.99 to $19.99. Netflix has previously experimented with tightening account security. For example, in March 2021, the company started prompting some users to verify their identity through a text message. According to people familiar with the company's policies, Netflix's rivals, including AT&T's HBO Max and Disney's Disney Plus, often email their customers when they notice multiple logins from various locations. The emails usually say that the service wants to ensure that the user's account wasn't hacked, but they also serve as a gentle reminder to customers that companies know when more than one person is using the account. Some analysts say that Netflix stands to lose more people than it would gain from clamping down on password sharing and risks making users angry. Others say that the crackdown on password sharing will increase churn, which is the rate at which customers leave the service. Some say Netflix should stop dumping content all at once and instead space out the release of its programming, which would help keep subscribers from binge-watching and then leaving the service. Some subscribers have said that regulating whether people can share their passwords seems like a privacy issue and that users should have the right to decide who they share that information with. 
in January, Netflix said it expected to add a much smaller number of subscribers in the second quarter of 2022 than it did a year ago as it adjusts to growing competition and lasting disruptions from the pandemic. The company forecast an increase of 2.5 million subscribers in the second quarter of 2022 compared with 4 million just a year earlier. It also slightly missed its subscriber estimate for the fourth quarter of 2021, adding 8.3 million subscribers instead of the projected 8.5 million. So paid subscribers to Netflix would have just surpassed its current estimate of about 222 million in the first quarter of 2022, if not for the company's suspension of its service in Russia. Including that impact, Netflix saw quarterly paid subscribers fall for the first time in years. The company also used its first quarter report on April 19 to project an even more significant drop of 2 million subscribers during the second quarter of 2022, which will incidentally include the newest season of Stranger Things, one of its most popular shows. So all in all, Netflix expects to end the first half of 2022 with about 7.8 million fewer subscribers than Wall Street expected. This unpleasant news was poorly taken by investors who were braced for slowing growth rather than declines. Netflix shares plunged more than 25% in after-hours trading following those results on April 19. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you a woman going through divorce? Do you feel trapped on an emotional roller coaster? Do you wish that you had the skills to live a happy, independent life as a divorced woman? If this sounds like you, then you definitely need to check out the Becoming You Again podcast. It's the podcast dedicated to helping women during and after divorce. Topics like how to emotionally detach from your ex, learning to love yourself, handling loneliness, being a good single mom, having more confidence, and so much more is covered in the show. If this sounds like something you'd be interested in, click the link in the show notes and follow the Becoming You Again podcast today. So Netflix acknowledged the effect of growing competition on its latest results. However, the notion of the market leader peaking did not bode well for the long-term growth ambitions of media giants that flooded the streaming market. For example, Disney, Paramount, and Warner Brothers Discovery saw their share prices fall between 4% and 5% following Netflix's results. Nevertheless, Disney has maintained that its Disney Plus service will hit at least 230 million subscribers by the end of its 2024 fiscal year. In theory, Netflix hasn't topped out. About 56% of respondents to a survey of U.S. broadband households by Moffett Nathanson and market research from Harris X reports using the service. But as a market leader which essentially pioneered the concept, Netflix faces the natural challenge of winning over those who have likely already heard of it but have declined to sign on so far. Moreover, it competes in a more crowded field with media giants that own better-known film and TV content libraries. In its shareholder letter on April 19, Netflix named competition as one of the four main interrelated factors that are affecting its growth. Therefore, Netflix will focus on ringing more out of its subscriber base. 
The company acknowledged on April 19 that password sharing is a huge problem, with more than 100 million other households using accounts owned by the nearly 222 million existing subscribers. Netflix is already testing programs to convert some of those viewers to paid viewers, and it said this represents a large short-to-medium-term opportunity. However, converting freeloaders is less attractive when fewer subscribers are left to poach from. So after the break, I'll talk about Netflix's proposal to bring on a version with ads. Stay with us. Welcome back. So Netflix said it's exploring a lower-priced ad-supported version of the platform to boost its subscriber base after posting its first quarterly subscriber loss in more than 10 years. The move is a significant change for a company that has sold itself since its inception as a commercial-free haven for its subscribers. Netflix is grappling with slowing revenue growth caused by stiffer competition from its rival services and also rampant account sharing among its customers. On April 19, Netflix said it ended the first quarter of 2022 with 200,000 fewer subscribers than in the fourth quarter of 2021, missing its projection of adding 2.5 million customers. In addition, Netflix said it expected to lose 2 million global subscribers in the second quarter of 2022. The company blamed password sharing among its subscribers and increased streaming competition for pressuring revenue growth. Besides its almost 222 million paying households, Netflix estimated that the service is being shared with 100 million homes, including 30 million in the US and Canada. In a letter to investors, Netflix said it is testing password sharing subscription models that it believes will allow it to monetize sharing and build revenue. Netflix said revenue growth had slowed considerably after years of 20% plus gains. Revenue in the first quarter rose approximately 10% to $7.87 billion, below analyst projections of $7.93 billion. Netflix warned that gains made during the pandemic hid default lines that have emerged in its business over the past few years. With a rate of growth that has been the envy of the industry for more than a decade, Netflix has long been seen as a barometer for streaming and any challenges it faces might have broader implications for its rivals. Netflix's subscription decline brought its paid global subscriber base down from 221.8 million in the fourth quarter of 2021 to 221.6 million in the first quarter of 2022. As a result, net profit was $1.6 billion, down from $1.71 billion a year earlier. Besides competition and password sharing, Netflix said slowing growth reflected factors like the adoption rate of smart TVs, data cost, and world events including increasing inflation, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and ongoing disruptions from the pandemic. Netflix said shutting down its service in Russia resulted in the loss of 700,000 subscribers. 
So as competition grew and programming costs rose, the company moved recently to raise the prices of its monthly plans for the first time since 2020. The growing number of streaming options has made consumers more price sensitive. Unfortunately, Netflix is among the few major streaming services yet to offer a cheaper ad-supported option. Disney's Hulu has long done so, while Discovery's HBO Max and Disney Plus have also pushed into ad-supported streaming. Netflix's first quarter operating margin was 25.1%, down from 27.4% a year earlier. The company said it aims to keep its operating margin at 20% in the future. Netflix said its plan to write itself would be heavily focused on improving its programming quality and its recommendations to its customers to keep them engaged in the content and the service. Netflix already spends more than any other entertainment provider with a programming budget expected to surpass $20 billion this year. Although Netflix has several hit shows, including Stranger Things, Bridgerton, and The Crown, the service has also had its fair share of flops recently, including Jupiter's Legacy and Space Force. Worldwide, Netflix said its business in Central and Eastern Europe showed the effects of Russia's attack on Ukraine. Also down was Latin America, which lost 400,000 subscribers. In the US and Canada, the company lost 600,000 subscribers, which it attributed to its recent price increase. However, the company said it had grown in Japan, India, the Philippines, Thailand, and Taiwan. Netflix said over the longer term, much of its growth will come from outside the US. So to wrap up, I talked about the imminent end of an era of carefree spending at Netflix, the declining growth of its subscriber base, and a crackdown on password sharing by Netflix freeloaders, which, let's face it, we all know who they are. So that's all I have for this episode 141 of the Big Picture Podcast. Thanks for listening. Beat Picture Podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alowinly Productions. Fact-checking by Zara Kuznetsova. Audio engineer, Sergey Gorski. Graphic design, Stacey Graham. Senior producer, Abidemi Ologunde. Executive producers, Olufolani Ologunde and Toby Loba Ologunde. Please join me again on the next episode as I continue with a deep dive on cybersecurities, news, events, and incidents, and the lessons we can learn from them for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness in our daily lives. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Big Picture Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bdme at thebeatpicture.com. You can also get in touch on Twitter at BeatPicture, on the Clubhouse app at Beat, as well as on the Wisdom app at BDME. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.